2: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: Unbelievable. How's everybody doing? Great to have you with us on this Monday here on Listen App. I mean, we can start with a lot of areas. The PGA Championship, just an unbelievable victory by Justin Thomas. You got the NBA. The Mavs look like they are down and out and will not make it to the NBA Finals. They're down three. Love tonight. You got Miami and Boston. Tyler Hero is out. Butler will play. Lowry will play. Uh, I was shocked to see what Miami did up in Boston in Game Three. And I, I got to tell you, um, you you look at Bam bio and the impact that he had in that game three, uh, that that was big time. Hockey tonight, Florida and Tampa, you got Colorado and St. Louis. Uh, Major League Baseball, the uh, Yankees, Josh Donaldson has been suspended one game by Major League Baseball for inappropriate comments made to Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson calling him Jackie, all right? So if you wanna talk about that, we can. Also, uh, some very uh, interesting news. Not that it's going to bring back Dwayne Haskins, but this story never made sense from the start. You never it, it just never made sense that somebody could run out of gas on the side of the highway and then be walking in the highway where you would get hit by two vehicles. It never made sense. And now we're getting a little bit more clarity into what may have happened. The Broward County Medical Examiner today released the toxicology report, all right? There were two separate samples taken from his body, all right? The blood alcohol content was 0.20 and 0.24, both of which are above the legal limit in Florida of 0, or of of 0.08. Haskins also tested positive for ketamine and norketamine, drugs that are used by doctors. Uh, They're used from what I understand as anesthetics. And I don't know anything about these drugs. I'm only telling you what I'm reading, but they've also been known to be used recreationally. Now, the medical examiner said that Haskins' cause of death was multiple blunt force injuries and ruled that the accident or the death was an accident. All right. Now, what's interesting about this is that when Haskins' car was found on the side of the highway by the Florida Highway Patrol. There was a female companion in the vehicle, all right? And told the Florida Highway Patrol that Haskins had left the vehicle to go get gas, not knowing what the relationship of the woman was to Haskins. But according to the audio that we've heard from 911 in April, Dwayne Haskins' wife. Told a dispatcher from 911 that he was walking to get gas, and that Haskins' wife told the dispatcher that her husband called her early that morning and told her he was going to get out of his vehicle to get gas and that he would call her back when he returned to the car. When she didn't hear back from him, that's when she called. Nine one one. Now, Haskins was in South Florida training with Steelers teammates. A Steelers official, according to the investigation, told the medical examiner's office that the night before his death, Haskins went to dinner with a cousin or friend whose name was Joey. And, they, and then they said that he later went to a nightclub, possibly in Miami. Quote, the report says, quote, they drank heavily and at some point they got into a fight separating. I mean, this never seemed like it was just a simple case of someone getting hit on a highway. There had to be more that contributed to this. And now it appears that we understand why. He was legally drunk and also had drugs in his body, ketamine, and norketamine which I don't know anything about, but it's now making a little bit more sense. I, 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 by no way am I implying that he deserved to die. I'm only stating what is factual. And now it makes more sense. Very sad story. Very, very sad story indeed. All right, if you want to call the show today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will do it. Josh Donaldson suspended a game. You got the Dwayne Haskins toxicology report. You got Justin Thompson winning the PGA. You got the Warriors rolling over the Mavs. And tonight, Miami and Boston. No Tyler Hero in this game tonight. However. Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry expected to play. I would think that if Boston takes control of this game, Eric Spolster would take Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and not tax them too much. I wouldn't. The reality is that Boston still needs to win a game in Miami, and it doesn't really matter what happens tonight. I mean, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter, but the point is if Miami loses, they are still in the driver's seat. And you need Butler and Lowry to beat the Boston Celtics two more games. So you got to be careful. Got to be careful in that situation. But that game starts at 530 Pacific. Two hockey games tonight, Florida down 3-love to Tampa. That game is at 4 o'clock Pacific. And then Colorado and St. Louis and an ugly incident in that series at 630 pacific you had Nazim Quadri run into the blues goalie Jordan Billington hurt his knee is out for the rest of the series Quadri who is a muslim is a muslim of lebanese descent has received multiple threats and racist attacks So much so that the St. Louis Police Department is out in front of the team hotel around the clock, which obviously they are getting ready to check out and they will be flying home after the game. But Quadri, who has been known to be a dirty player, has been suspended on many occasions, including last year in the playoffs against St. Louis. There was no penalty called on the play and the NHL has reviewed the play and there will be no fines or suspensions coming because he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> but doesn't matter. 2022, get attacked, come out with racist venom, and you know some things just never change. It's really sad. It's really sad. All right, hey, if you want to get in on the program today, hit your hand icon, uh, and we'll go from there. My opinion my opinion only, on this MLB suspension for Donaldson. It's just so they can say they did something. That's what I think. Uh, Tim Anderson, back in 2019, in a Sports Illustrated article, called himself the new Jackie Robinson. So Donaldson, again, was on record Saturday saying that he's called Anderson Jackie on several occasions in the past. Now all of a sudden it's racist. Like, I don't quite understand that. I don't understand that. But I guess that's where we're at. Uh, by the way, Donaldson is appealing the one game suspension. All right, let's get to some phone calls. Why don't we start it off on this Monday with Jeff. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Grant. How are you today? Good. What's happening?
3: i had a couple of things. Well, you know, as yep. you are, you like to golf. And I've told you, my daughter, she's a manager up there at Canyon Oaks and Chico. So I like to get out and knock the ball. But after watching Tiger and that third round, oh, man, I felt validated a little bit. And then the guy who lost the championship, oh, my God, how's he feeling today? Losing, like, $2.7 million? Was that Pereira? That
1: yeah, Pereira's not feeling very good, that's for sure. All he had to do was hit a three-wood off 18 and make par. Even if he makes bogey, he's still in the playoff. But uh terrible decision with the driver on eighteen. Terrible decision.
3: And like uh Nick said, he didn't even go behind the hole and see which way. I think it was so flattered he didn't even he didn't even look which way the the grain was going. He hits that other one off the off the putty.
1: That yeah, was terrible.
3: Oh, my god. And then he hit backs away from that. But I mean the guy was so I felt so bad for him. You know. And so melt. when you talk about meltdowns, where does that rank with uh, the Shark or with uh who was the other
1: guy? Well John, John vandevelde at the British Open, uh when he had a three shot lead, you know, taking driver out on eighteen was maybe the stupidest uh play. You know, Phil Mickelson at the US Open on eighteen doing the same thing. There have been there have been there have been others. There have been others.
3: Right. The guy who hit it in the water, was that the guy you're talking about? Yes, Pereira. So, uh,
1: oh, John Vanderbilt at the British Open, yes.
3: That's who that was? Yeah.
1: Yeah, at at Street.
3: Oh my god. Just oh Jesus. Okay, so the second thing we talked about, I think last week, about the X Factor, or the I mean, now we could say who's the MVP uh of the Dallas Warriors series. Is it Wiggins or Looney in your mind?
1: Probably Looney guy's been unbelievable i mean a guy's been unbelievable he really has he's been amazing i mean wiggins has been good too but looney's been incredible
3: so do they resign him or do they go with wiseman
1: oh i don't know i mean you know you don't have to make that decision on may 23rd you have two months before you have to make that decision and we'll see what happens i mean a lot of things can change between now and the end of the finals
3: you think this is just an aberration i mean where has this been all year
1: um, you know, that's a, fa- that's a fabulous question. I, I don't know if it's an aberration or not, but, you know, I mean, one week doesn't make uh, an entire player's career. Let's see what happens in game four and let's see what happens in the NBA finals. And then we'll make a much better determination.
3: Right. Right. All right, Grant. Well, thank you. Have a good All
1: right, one. Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate it. You take care. Bye. All right. If you want to come on the show, hit the hand icon, raise your hand uh, and we will uh, get you right on here on listen out. Wiggins has been good. Looney's been good. I mean, I still think the MVP is Curry. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, night in, night out, right? I mean, he was incredible yesterday. Of course, we say that almost every time he's on the floor. He's a hell of a player. Ryan, how are you today? Nabe, so what's going
4: on? How was the weekend? How
1: are you? Doing Very well. Very good. Thank you.
4: Excellent. So I got a couple things, just like Jeff. Uh, the first one that I wanted to talk about, though, is, you know, by no way am I condoning any of the comments that Donaldson made, whether, you know, it regards a or it should get a suspension or not. I guess the question is, you sitting courtside 32 years doing NBA basketball for the Kings, it, it, I'm sure you've heard things pretty bad. I mean, where do you stand on suspensions? Oh, yes. And, you know, there's a lot of banter that goes on on the court in I'd just like to get your thoughts on that.
1: Well, it depends who it's directed at. If it's directed at an official, uh, that's one thing. If it's directed at fans, that's another thing. If it's directed at an opponent, it's different. It depends on what – I I guess it depends on – I would need some more information. I would need some more examples. Uh, Sometimes suspensions are just – I mean, to me, I don't think a NBA player should be cursing – uh, at the fans in the arena. I, I just think that's off limits. And unfortunately, I've heard it many, many times. Sometimes players will get fined. Other times they don't.
4: Well, would you flip it around and say it's okay for the fans to curse no, but the players? No, but see,
1: see, the, the difference is this. All fans that go to games are handed placards if they're sitting close to the court. And they all... Every game it's on their chair and it informs them what will happen if they act irrational, if they use abusive language, blah, blah, blah. It's right there. Okay. They know what the consequences are. Those fans are removed from the game. Okay. And in some instances, their season tickets are revoked. So there is a mechanism to deal with the fans. Players know what that mechanism is. All they need to do is point the fan out to a member of their security team and those fans are dealt with. In my opinion, it is wrong for fans to use profanity, excuse me, it is wrong for players to use profanity because the profanity is not only heard by the individual that it is directed towards, it's heard by everybody else sitting around, women, children, it's a bad look for the league. I just think it should be off limits, um, and unfortunately, players don't care because they make so much money. Draymond Green even said the same thing; he doesn't care. He's making, as he said, what twenty five million. He's not worried about the fine. He was very clear about that, and that's very sad. Yeah,
2: it's
4: uh, you know it's sad yes, on both ends. Yes, it is. Yes, I, it I is. certainly agree with you because you. you you, you got people bringing their kids to games. I mean, you, you don't even have to be a season ticket holder if you pay, shell out a ton of money to sit courtside and yep. you see your hero, whether you know it be Draymond Green, Steph Curry, which I don't think Steph really does that much. But, you know, I guess DeMarcus would be a good example. There were so many times here in Sacramento that he would yell out just terrible things because we were lucky enough yeah, you to sit should, close you, to you the floor. Have, you should have heard
1: him on the road. You think it was bad at home? Should have hurt him on the road. I mean, some of the things I heard come out of his mouth towards fans, um, I mean, would make you cringe.
4: Yeah, it it it's got to be fixed both ways. But hey, um, I was going to ask you to just switching gears to the PGA. Have you thought of a better comeback than Justin Thomas's? I know, obviously, Meadow broke down or Mito. I don't know how you say it exactly.
1: Yeah, Mito, Mito Pereira broke right?
4: down. But I mean, I, I can't think of somebody. The last
1: time they came back, seven strokes in a major. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. That was, that was, I mean, I still, even when he finished his round, I didn't think he would be in the playoff. I just said, no. You know, I mean, on 17, Pereira really missed an easy birdie opportunity and then left a birdie putt short by a quarter of a roll. Just everything just didn't go his way in the final two holes. And give, give Thomas credit. I mean, he did what he had to do. Uh, just to keep himself alive. And I thought Salah Torres, too, to get into the playoff was was pretty impressive.
4: No doubt. Thomas was just on his game. I mean, he birdied yep. two of the three holes in the playoff, which was nuts. And uh, I know it, that was just a really, really cool thing to see. But anyways, I'm going to let you go, give some other people some time. Have a great day. Thanks for having me, Grant.
1: Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. All right, if you want to get on the program, uh, hit your hand icon. Uh, And we will do it. There's no way that Thomas should have been in the playoff. Just There just wasn't. But give him credit for uh, doing what he had to do. I thought when he missed the birdie putt on 18, that would keep him out of the playoff. But you saw what happened with Mita Pereira going driver on 18 and putting it in the water. And still hard to believe how he doesn't take a three-wood out there. And, you know, at the worst, well, you're not thinking of making five there, but, you know, at at the worst, you're going to make five. You know, if you don't hit it in the water there, at the worst, you're going to make a bogey, at the worst. It's pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. I was watching uh, the Rangers game against Carolina and was switching back and forth to the golf. And I, I just can't believe what unfolded there uh, in Tulsa. Uh, I cannot believe what unfolded. You know, and of course, Tiger, you know, he made the cut. Give him credit. Uh, Saturday, he was awful. Now the question is, will we see him at the U S open. I'm almost positive. You'll see him at St. Andrews. I'd be shocked if we don't see uh, tiger woods at St. Andrews, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. And that course, after I played there two years ago, I don't think it's a difficult course to walk compared to what I saw in Tulsa. I mean, St. Andrews is flat. Now there is, I mean, Again, compared to Tulsa and compared to Augusta, I don't think St. Andrews is a very difficult course to walk. That's my own experience. I mean, yeah, the fairways have a lot of undulation to them and everything, but it's relatively flat, that course, uh, at St. Andrews. It's not like Augusta. That course is unbelievable hilly. I mean, you even saw – I mean, think about just getting off the golf course at Tulsa after 18 walking up that hill, and the first tee walking right down the hill, I mean, it's not, not an easy course to walk at Tulsa. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, give credit to uh, Justin Thomas. And I think the most amazing thing for the weekend was Scotty Scheffler not making the cut, and that's one of his favorite courses in the world and a course that he has owned when he's played it in the past. And he didn't even make the cut. Something else. Had Justin Thomas played in the afternoon on Friday, instead of the morning, he would have won this tournament outright without a playoff. He got screwed. Shouldn't say he got screwed. It's the luck of the draw. You know, he played a great round on Friday, but played in the very difficult conditions. Whereas the players in the afternoon, everything died down and it was a much, much easier course. A much easier course. All right, let's move along to Al. Hello, Al. Hope you had a good weekend. How are you? Today? I'm good. Nate. can you hear me? Yep, I sure can. Thank God. I, I I did
5: the weird thing last. I tried to call you last last week and Of course, I had an Al moment. So, I know. I, you know,
1: I, I, I gave you a I gave you a, I gave you a homework assignment. You did it. I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> I
5: was actually in Yosemite know, for a couple of days. We got a little travel trailer, so. We went down camping Good. for a couple of days. The weather was beautiful. You know, they limit, I don't know if you got to go when you're in, living in Sacramento, but just FYI, they start a reservation system a couple of years ago to, to tone down on the mass of crowds that used to be like ridiculous. And now the reservation system right. is you have to have a reservation to just between the hours of 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. And I got to tell you, uh, it's just a world of difference with the con- lack, not as nearly as much as congestion. So we had a great, a great weekend. So yeah, it was fun and congratulations to, you. to your Rangers, man. I saw you guys were kind of in the hole there, but they pulled it out. I, I guess your, your friend, Bella, you're not going to hear from
1: her for a while, but <laughs> today took the first one. They, they kind of had a. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I got to tell you, I, I think Edmonton's a better team and they have the best player in the world. I think uh, Connor McDavid's one of the best players in the history of the game. And I still think this series has a chance to go six to seven games, but Connor McDavid is so good. Uh, he's the Michael Jordan of the national hockey league right now without championships. Okay. The guy is incredible. Yeah, it's funny. I
5: was, I got, I didn't get to hear all of your, all of Krug and you this morning, but oh, you guys are just, you guys, are, and I saw the comments One like guy said, this is gold. And, and the Krug was reading some of the comments. Thank it's you. funny how he touched on, the time you're listening, so I have to go back and finish it. But he touched on the announcer for for one of the announcers, just kind of losing his voice and, and cracking. And, and you know, right. you spoke to the fact that, he, and I've never heard that you that happened to you. But I gotta tell you, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area, and Lon Simmons was doing the Niner games. And Lon, man, he he would struggle when when things got crazy at the end. He did great baseball because it's such a slow sport. And he, he was such a good storyteller, had right. a wonderful voice. But he would get almost like tongue-tied if at, at the game was close. So it was get crazy when the Niners were playing. And it was kind of tough to listen to. He was absolutely Hall of Fame for me, baseball. But, you know, football is at anything fast-paced. I don't know if you spoke to Larry about how fast hockey is. How, you spoke to last week. I listened to your Listen App show because I was out of town when you're speaking to Ryan and like, or you're saying you can't even have a spotter. Right. If you're doing, when you've done
1: hockey? No, in hockey. No, 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 no. You don't have time to look down on your uh, program, your roster when you're doing hockey, everything's got to be complete instantaneous. So, you know, you have to know name to number on both teams. You have you absolutely have, yeah. no, no time uh, to look down on a roster. You know, to me, your voice is like anything else. You have to build it up. You have to make it strong. And I always noticed if I ever yeah. had any problems with my voice, It would be very early in the season or during if I did a preseason game. But once you do two or three games, it's like anything else. You build your voice up. Sometimes you got to warm up your voice. I guess singers do that, you know, where they warm up their voice. I understand that. You know, your vocal cords, you have to to get them warm. You have to warm them up. And uh, when I used to do games on the radio, definitely after like the first week, my voice would be extremely strong and would carry me through the rest of the season. But you have to get to that point for sure.
5: It's a skill set, and I just—I'll let you go real quick. But I just remember, as far as meltdowns, and you touched on this a bit. And I watched the thirty-four thirty by, by the way, on Greg Norman. Yep, he—he—he he, he had a six-stroke lead in the Masters on the last day. The I know. Maybe, or maybe it was five, and and he lost by five. So uh, that was an eleven-stroke turnaround in one day. On a yep. final day of the that, Masters, man. and you know I love the shark. And the, by the way, thank you for turning me on that thirty the, for thirty. It was great. We're, we're talking about Wasn't something. And I also, got to watch yeah. the Vladi one with the oh that was that was that was heartbreaking. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, it's uh, incredible, absolutely incredible. And you know what? Credit that Vladi for the person he is. And you, you know, i do not have to tell you this, but you know, he he went sought out uh, Petrovic's uh, parents, you know, and he he just. He wanted to sit down, you know, and, and Vladi just was that way, and it wasn't. It was just so sad that you know Tony Kukos talked about, you know, he couldn't talk to Vladi because his friends were putting the pressure on him. You can't have any relationship with because he was Serbian, and, and that uh, that's thirty for thirty. And how he he met with Drazen's uh, uh, parents.
1: It was Drazen Petrovic's parents. Yeah, yeah, Croatia. Yep, yep. I'm sorry. That was
5: what a what a beautiful he's such a he just put everything let's put these differences aside we've had a tragedy and this was but it was just a sad statement
1: What we're seeing you know what else he did you know what else he did he started a foundation and what he did was for all the war refugees uh in order to put them into a into a housing cost five thousand dollars per family He started a foundation and raised hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and placed war refugees uh, into living quarters. He also, he and his uh, wife, uh, Anna, uh, adopted uh, a young girl who was an orphan from the war, lost both her parents. uh, And they adopted this little girl, Petra, who's now uh, in her early 20s. And so they were special, special people, but matter of fact, they still have their foundation and they are still raising uh, an enormous amount of money for the people uh, that were, you know, so adversely affected uh, from the war over there. Well, that, that's, that's just incredible. That's just another notch in the,
5: in the, in a wonderful human being, you know, it gives me, gives me hope for, for the world today, but uh, that, that, that looking at that special now him and, and the, now that Yugoslavian team, you know, they get uh, the when they were together before the before the brutal brutality of the war. You know, they beat the, the United States in an earlier championship, oh, yeah. and then I was like, and then Vladi Vladi didn't even get to play because the Serbia was uh was was told you can't field a basketball team or uh, something of that effect, which is yep. just
1: another. It was brutal. I mean, and Vladi. I was over, I was over in, I was over in Serbia in September of 2007 for a week with, I I, was one of the most amazing weeks that I've ever had. It was uh, Vladi's retirement uh, special week. And he invited a whole bunch of people over there, including Greg Popovich. And I'll tell you, I spent basically five straight days at restaurants on the train uh, with Greg Popovich and so many others. But I will tell you, you, I didn't realize the impact that Vladi had in his homeland until I went over there and saw it firsthand. I'll tell you this real quick story. We were, we were on mm. the, uh, Vladi got the presidential train yeah. to go from Belgrade to his hometown where his official retirement mm. ceremony was taking place in uh, former Yugoslavia, now Serbia and all the other Croatian everything. But when you retire, it's customary. Yeah. You retire by making a final basket. So, anyway. We're on the presidential train, and it was about a five-hour train ride, four hours to five hours, and it was a pretty uh-huh. amazing train. But the, the people of Serbia found out that the train with Vladi Divac was going to be coming by, and I kid you not. There were people on their rooftops. There were people along the tracks. We actually were not supposed to stop the entire way. And all of a sudden the train stops at a wow. station. There were hundreds of people on the platform at the station with signs and wanted to see Vladi and the train stopped and Vladi got off. But for the entire train ride or along the entire countryside in Serbia, there were people waiting to see the train come because they knew that Vladi Divac was on the plane. And when we got to his hometown, it was one of the most amazing things that I'd ever seen. So what Vladi did was in his hometown, he had sent correspondence to the school principal. And he picked out one special student from grade school that had excelled and Thousands of people were at this basketball court outdoors in his hometown. And he took this boy that had excelled in school, put the boy on his shoulders, walked him to the basket, gave him the ball and let him dunk for Vladi's final basket ever for his retirement. How about that? Um,
5: That is a beautiful moment, man. You know, I'll just end it by saying you, you have so many. You're a treasure trove of uh, memories, man. I'm, I'm really hoping for the book. Maybe Vladi could write a book, but thank you for yep. that. That's an amazing, amazing. It gives me hope for humanity when I oh. feel like it's hopeless with this nonsense with Bronnie and, and
1: his, his the, I don't want, I'm not going to go. There. I'm going to let you go. Well, thank wait, 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 till you hear, wait till you hear my podcast tomorrow. Cause that's what I talk about on my podcast tomorrow. Uh, my podcast tomorrow deals with this month of May and how many uh, ugly racially motivated uh venomous attacks on people this month and we still have a week left that is my podcast tomorrow and there are attacks in the sports world Mm -hmm. and uh bronnie james is one of them so that's tomorrow on my podcast
5: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
1: apply. See website for details.
5: I'll be listening. I'll be listening
1: like I do all the time. You're the best, Thank man. You. Take care. Appreciate it. I, I'll never forget that trip. I'll never forget getting to know Pop and all the stories that Pop had. And Pop loves red wine, and we would go to these restaurants in Belgrade, and we would. Be, There was probably like, at that time, there's probably, I don't know, 12, maybe 15 people. And we would be at, we were at this one restaurant in Belgrade, long, long rectangular table. And I was, I was just eavesdropping. And what I mean by that is I was just listening to all of the stories with Pop and Vladi and Vladi's former teammates on the, Yugoslavian team, and I mean it was phenomenal, uh, and 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 really got to no pop on a whole different level. Uh, what a great man! Uh, and uh, but boy, did he love his red wine, and there was just bottles of red wine everywhere, and that was uh, that was an incredible week. Uh, that was an incredible week, and then uh, Vladi asked us if we wanted to go to Athens. And I was like, yeah, of course. So we spent five days in Serbia. And then about 12 of us went to Athens on two private jets, two small private jets. And Vladi was going down there. They had horrible, horrible, horrible fires in Greece. And Vladi wanted us to go down there to a fundraiser at one of the, I, I can't remember the, the political structure of Greece, so I, I don't, but it was somebody that was high up, uh, that was having a major fundraiser, and so Vladi wanted us to go there for this fundraiser, and they raised an enormous amount of money, and there were a lot of dignitaries uh, at this event that was outdoors, around the pool of this person's mansion, it was unbelievable, I mean, I couldn't believe I was sitting there, you know what I mean, like, I, like I didn't belong there, but Vladi wanted us there, and so uh, we were in Athens. I'd never been to Athens before, and that was a phenomenal phenomenal trip. Those seven days were uh, amazing, really, just an incredible, incredible uh, trip. one of my favorite trips ever to experience a new culture and to see uh, you know I, I think I've shared this story before, but the folks in Serbia would stay up well past midnight to watch the Kings play. And they knew me when I was over there. I mean, it was absolutely crazy (laughs) to be in Serbia and have people come up to me and, you know, they, they knew from watching the games, it was just kind of a a trip, but you know, they love watching Vladi. They watch Peja and the Kings were like, they were the big item, just like now Denver is with Nikola Jokic. Like, you know, the folks in, Serbia now, in Belgrade, watched the Denver Nuggets play. But I'll never forget being over there in 2007 and how many people recognized me. I was just like blown away. It was incredible. It really was. I was not expecting that. But that was uh, an incredible, incredible experience to be over uh, in Serbia with Lottie and all of his former teammates. Incredible. All right, hey, if you want to call uh, the program today, hit your hand icon raise your hand uh, and we will do this. I'm glad you brought that up, Al, because that was that was amazing. And yeah, Vladi put uh, many, many, many war refugees uh, in the homes with his foundation. Did a phenomenal, phenomenal job with that. And then adopted, he and uh, his wife Anna adopted a little girl, Petra, uh, who had lost uh, both her mom and dad uh, in the war. And uh, amazing just uh just you know you don't i guess if you are blessed like we are not to have a war on your home turf so to speak uh you know unless you talk to people that have gone through it like Lottie and others uh you know i i i don't even know what else to say you know i, I don't know what else to say it's a uh, a real educational experience to sit down. And I've had m- hours and hours and hours and hours of conversations about the problems in the Civil War in that part of the world that I did not understand. And Vladi helped me uh, educate myself on what the differences were and why it happened and everything else. So, yeah. Blessed to be uh, in that situation. All right. Again, if you want to come on the program today, all you got to do is hit the hand icon and we will do it. NBA tonight with Miami trying to take a commanding lead in that series. No Tyler Hero. He is out with a groin. Butler's got a knee, but he's going to play. You've got Larry with a hamstring. And I would think if Boston has one of those nights, I could see Spolstra Sitting both of those guys down and not taxing them any more than need be before they come back for game number five on Wednesday. I could really see that. And you're not going to win this series if Jimmy Butler is not able to play. That not, not happening, in my opinion. Not happening. And then in the West, you have... Just, you know, you have a Warriors team that's just better. There's no other way to say it. Their starters are better. Their bench is better. They're a better team than the Dallas Mavericks. They're a better team. And I I don't think Dallas will win game four tomorrow. I just don't. I think when they played as well as they did in game two and lost, I didn't think they would get off the mat after that. I did not think they would get off the mat. So we've talked about that. Again, the Dwayne Haskins toxicology report and the death uh, in South Florida in April kind of makes sense now. I mean, it did not make sense at the time that he would be struck by a truck going to get gas on on a, on a freeway in Florida. It never made, there had to be more to it. And again, he was legally drunk, also had two narcotics in his system. And it, it doesn't make the event any less tragic. I mean, it's awful. Uh, but you, you just thought there had to be more to it that met the eye. If you're just joining me, he had alcohol levels of 0.20 and 0.24. The legal limit in Florida is 0.08. He also had uh, two drugs in his system: ketamine and norketamine. I'm not familiar with either of those narcotics. Uh, they are used by medical professionals as anesthetics. But in the one report that I read, they've also been known to be used recreationally. I don't know what the effect would be on the body. Obviously, I do know about alcohol and the effect on the body. He was legally drunk. Uh, The report said that a, a person from the Pittsburgh Steelers said that Haskins had gone to dinner with a cousin or a friend whose name was Joey the night before that they went to a nightclub, possibly in Miami, and that they drink heavily. And at some point they got into a fight and separated. So that's the, that's the news on Dwayne Haskins. All right, let's get to some more phone calls here on this Monday with John. Hey, John.
2: Grant, how are you, buddy? John, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, man, that Dwayne Haskins thing, death is just an absolutely terrible thing for one. So it's almost like I don't even want to, talk about it grant you know and i went to two memorials this weekend of a family friend and and one of my closest friends brother who i only met a, two three times 20 years ago or something so death death is just terrible so i don't i don't even want to uh, dig too deep but i'm going to talk a little bit about it um so from what i hear the uh one of those two substances is something that you could get at uh veterinary it's a cat or dog tranquilizer from what i hear and i guess they they yeah this is well this I is have what my no son idea. told me that he's heard of this stuff because you know he's a bit younger than us but um they some cat tranquilizer and they can chop it up and separate it and they snort it or whatever so that it's just terrible to hear though it's just terrible yeah. to hear
1: i don't know i know i i know that according to what i read uh ketamine and norketamine are anesthetics but They've also been known to be used recreationally. So what, what does that mean? I mean, you know, you're asking the wrong
2: guy. Who knows? Who knows what that means? I mean, to use it recreationally because a lot of different substances you yeah. put them together and they're going to do different things. So that's yeah. – but on a brighter note, man, golf was unbelievable. And, you know, Will zalatoris he's one of my favorite young golfers. Yeah. I've been looking at him for the last two or three years just going, "Anna, I like this skinny little kid. And he comes off a real nice kid it seems like. Yeah. and. His, yep. hey, he's going he's, he's he's to win some majors. Say yes, that
1: again? He he's going to win some majors for sure.
2: Oh, I concur wholeheartedly. He he is that good. He's going to. He is coming into his own also, which I love to see. And you know, I'm a yep. big Jordan Spieth guy since he came around, and I like to see that he's playing better now than he has. Maybe I don't know. He had a little. You could call it a little slump a, a couple of years ago, but he's coming back.
1: A big stuck sl- into a big home. slump. Yeah
2: which I like yep. to see. He didn't fire his caddy or, you know, trainers and all that stuff. He kept everything the same and worked his way out of it. But I really like, I really like Will, watching Will Zone yep. play. And Justin Thomas, don't get me wrong. I like that, you know, that guy too, you know, him and Jordan Spieth. They were, they were friends growing up playing golf together. In,
1: in North yeah, Texas. that's right. They grew up together yeah. playing golf. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it, buddy. And uh, you have a good rest of the day. It's always good hearing from you. One more thing, a little bit of basketball.
2: Yeah. I hope to oh, God, yeah, sure. I hope to God, Jimmy Butler is going to be all right. Because that guy, I love watching him play, man. I love watching him. He's a, and, you know, he's and Martin, a competitor, man. He, he's, he's, a, a, he's a dog. He, he, is, he is a dog. And, man, people on his team do not want to let him down. And there's something to be said about that, man, when people look at him and, and just don't want to let you down, you know? That's how it was. Like Phil Sims, nobody wanted to let Phil Sims down. That's why they got good. Troy Aikman, nobody wanted to let Troy down. You know, that's yep. that's what it takes sometimes. Yep. And it doesn't mean you have to be the very, very best, but you just need to it, it, there's something about the heart and the will and the determination. And I think it I think it's gonna be still going a seven game series because you know, I think that uh Boston, they probably do maybe top to bottom or top nine or ten or all twelve, up to twelve have maybe a better roster, but the whole thing is nobody competes harder than Miami, which is just so fun to watch for me. So that's one thing I can't wait to can't wait to check out here another hour or so.
1: And you take care, buddy. See ya. Have
2: a- oh, sorry. I thought you were
1: done. Well, you are done because I got rid of you. No, I'm just kidding you, John. You know how much I enjoy talking to you. Appreciate the phone
0: call. All right. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I
1: never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Let's move on. We get to some more phone calls here on Listen Up, and we're going to say hello to uh, Brandon. Brandon, hit your... There you go. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Hey Grant, how you doing? I'm good. What's happening?
6: Hey, good. I just not much. I just wanted to touch on that uh, Dwayne Haskins situation. That that drug they're talking about, that uh, ketamine. That's what they used to refer to yeah. as Special K back in the day. Do you remember the um, the rave scene back in the '90s, early 2000s? I
1: don't. I, I wasn't uh, big really, into. I wasn't not, into it.
6: But you know, <laughs> hearing about it. Um. Anyways, though, I guess that was one of the drugs that fueled all that kind of stuff. It puts people in a trance and you know, that's why they spun all those crazy glow sticks around and all that stuff. They were on that. And so I guess when you mix that with the alcohol, bad stuff happens.
1: Wow. So yeah. Well, I mean, again, I, it didn't make sense to me that a individual would run out of gas. I mean, I could see that, but then going to get gas on a highway and getting struck in a lanes, you know, it's not like the, 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 the truck that hit him was doing anything wrong? All right, he was walking on the road on a highway. I mean, you know, that just never made sense from day one. That would be the equivalent of walking on the tracks when a train is coming. You're not doing that if you are coherent, right? I mean, no one would do that. Nobody would walk on the train tracks when a train is coming. No, uh, unless you want to commit suicide. So I, I didn't. I don't know, but in this this story never made sense from day one.
6: Yeah, now 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 it does a little bit more, I suppose, yep. unfortunately.
4: Well,
2: hey, Grant, just wanted, to, just
6: wanted to jump in and say thank you for everything, man. I'm a, I'm 43 years old. The Kings moved here when I was seven or eight years old. And you and Jerry were like the soundtrack of my life. And when you guys were gone, it just, it's just it been really hard since you guys have been gone. And it's just great to hear you. Thanks for doing this. And I uh, can't wait for your comeback. Thanks, Grant.
1: Thank you. Hey, thank you. I, I really appreciate them, Brandon. And I am going to make a comeback. You just watch. So thank you very much appreciate that. Really appreciate everyone's support. And, you know, I know because of the time, not everybody can listen to my show live, but when I post this show uh, on my podcast platform, I'm getting a lot of people that are listening uh, to these episodes, you know, when they're getting off work or out of school or whenever they can, maybe they're at the gym or what have you. And so uh, I really appreciate everyone's support. Uh, I appreciate your phone calls and, you know, I enjoy doing this and uh, big things are ahead. All right. Trust me, big things are ahead. Big things are ahead, but you know, it starts with your support, and that's why I love doing this show uh, each and uh, every day. All right, so uh, tomorrow I'll be back on at three o'clock Pacific. We got the NBA tonight with Miami and Boston. We've got two hockey games, so we'll get you ready for the Mavs and the Warriors in game four. We got all of that on the show tomorrow, and who knows what else will happen. Don't forget to listen to my podcast tomorrow, and I'm going to get into tomorrow. Some of the real disturbing things that have already occurred in the sports world in the month of May. That will be on uh, my podcast tomorrow if you don't like that. Hey, make it a great rest of the day. Really appreciate you joining me here on Listen App. I'll talk to you tomorrow at three o'clock. So long, everybody.
0: Plus